Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast for Wednesday, March 11th. I'm Jay Gragnani. And I'm Ben Jones. Another way to say today's date is 311 for all of you 311 fans out there. Um, a lot of things are mixed up right now. A lot of things are mixed up right now. Uh, so might as well jump right in it. Yeah. And, you know, th- this week has been, you know, nothing short of setting records in, in a number of different ways. Um, starting kicking the week off March 9th, um, the S&P 500 closed down over 7%, 7.6%. And it was the worst day just from a market performance standpoint, the worst day that we've seen since the October of 08 time period. Um, you know, Dow Jones was down more than 2,000 points. And you go and you look at that day, and that in and of itself was was tough. But it wasn't just the indexes. You look across the board, and there was tons of stocks. As a matter of fact, over 1,600 stocks on the New York Stock Exchange hit new 52-week lows mm. during that day alone, during March 9th. And you know that, on the surface, doesn't seem out of line. But when you go and you look at that number relative to historical numbers, the, the uh, last time we saw a reading any higher than that was 2008. And so that number of 1,615 stocks on March 9th was the sixth highest reading of all time since we have data on this. And the five above it were all days in 2008. And 2008 obviously was was a terrible market, but during by the time we got to October of eight, of 08, mm-hmm. you know that Lehman had already happened. The market was 40 some odd percent off of its all time highs. Um, we hadn't hit the bottom, you know, quite yet during you know when when we saw some of that. But um, we're sitting here and Monday's day, March 9th, and we're not even 20 percent off of the S and P 500 highs. And so it's you know that I think speaks volumes to just the speed at which this this pullback, this correction, this you know uh, elevated level of volatility has seen here recently. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely spot on. I think velocity yeah. is a, a good way to describe what we've seen. I mean just I mean let's just take a step back and look at the past you know seven days and just look at average return data. You know the average small cap fund. Um, you know again this is you know index, so it's you know passive as well as active. Is down almost ten percent, so nine point two eight percent. Seven days. Seven days, right? Um, you know, small cap. You know, certainly been impacted. Um, you know, heavy in the, the energy space. You know, it's one of the sectors. You know, financials. Um, you know, down nine percent year to date. It's almost in bear market territory. Average small cap funds down nineteen point two five percent. But it's not just you know contained and localized in any given sector or any given asset class. I mean, it has been. Market wide, it's very similar to what you see in these styles of, of corrections, where correlations basically go to one, and it's everyone selling. I mean, look at commodities uh, down about seven percent on average the past uh, seven days. Um, you know, certainly being impacted by the drop in crude oil prices because of what's going on between Russia, um, Saudi Arabia, and just global demand. Um, the average commodities fund is almost down fifteen percent for the year in two thousand twenty. And here's a, the kicker: the average S and P 500 index, uh, equal weighted index fund, and pa- active fund, down about six percent the last seven days. So there's really been nowhere to hide. Um, the only positive groups that we have on our system on the macro groups, which, which you know, the ones that we typically you know focus on, what asset allocators utilize, it's inverse market. Mm-hmm. So unless you can short the market, which is up ten percent on average, and then cash. T-bills, yeah. right? The money market is is basically flat. Managed futures have done their job. 
Um, so it's been that this style of, of correction. So if you've been able to utilize some managed futures in your portfolio, um, you've been able to do well on a relative basis. Um, corporate high yield has been in the, the focus with everything going on in energy. Um, you know, we've seen the spreads widen, but the average corporate high yield bond fund kind of junk is only down about at 3.8% over the past, you know, mm. seven days, which in bond terms is severe, yeah. but um, I think it's a, it's a positive, at least it's, it's better than expected. So Jay, that's kind of what we're seeing on the, the on the performance spectrum. Um, you know, it certainly doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good, but um, like what you're saying, when you look at the data, you look at the indicators, you know, it, it looks a little bit like it, the market is trying to find that bottom. Yeah. Certainly, we we don't know when or where or how that, that will occur. But you know, you look at the data; it's, it's kind of what it's beginning to, to look like. The market is trying to find that. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know one of the times. So so Monday's day obviously came on the heels of news over the weekend mm-hmm. with with uh, crude oil, with Russia, with Saudi Arabia, with OPEC, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, that news coming out, you know, sent the markets into a, into a, a frenzy. Not unlike August of 2011, when over the weekend um, the U.S. credit rating all of a sudden got downgraded, and then the market opened down Monday, um, pretty big as well, over six percent during that day. And you know, when you go back to that 2011 time period, where you saw the the August sell off, and then you know, basically for the next couple of months, you saw the market chop around mm-hmm. a little bit. And um, you, you tend to see greater volatility during um, these time periods where we get um, indicators, some of the trending indicators down um, uh, in, in the lower levels. But you know that, that Monday, March 9th, was right smack in the middle of this, this 15-day period that we've been on since the market was at new all-time highs. Right. And so that's 15. So today, Wednesday the 11th, as we're recording this, is the 15th trading day since the market hit a high. And that was on February the 19th, the S&P 500 closed at a new all-time high. And so over the next 15 days, 12 of those have been days where the market was either up or down 1%. Right. And nine of those days were days when the market was up or down 3%. That stretch and, and the speed and the frequency of that, um, obviously you've got your down 7, 7.6% day in there, but there was multiple three plus percent down days. There was a 4% down day. And so just, and, and today, you know, right now we're certainly down uh, more than that 3% level. And so again, going back to that, you know, this, this one is different than mm-hmm. others. Although um, when you go back and you look at 2011, 2016 were the more recent um, corrections that we've seen in this uh, longer term bull market that we've been in. Um, you know, this, this one certainly feels different because of the speed and, and, and the and the velocity that it's seen. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you take a picture of that stat, they should put it like Webster's Dictionary for you know, <laughs> the definition of volatility, yeah. right? Um, yeah, but you, you think about that August 2011, you know, U.S. is getting downgraded, fears of recession. Um, that sell-off lasted, you know, early August and basically to what mid-October. Yeah. Um, and you, what's interesting is like you see these tendencies for the indicators. You know, let's say for instance the positive trend indicator for the New York Stock Exchange. So a universe that's full of small cap, a universe that's full of financials and, and heavy on energy. Um, back in that correction in 2011, uh, that indicator bottomed around 28%. So only 28% of that universe managed yeah. to stay in a positive trend. If you go to that 2001 2002 post 9/11 time period, you know it, it bottomed at that level as well. Um, you look at that 2016 correction, 2018, so December 2018, the most recent one, and now March of 2020. 
it broke to that 28% level, but it's been hovering at 26%. That seems to be a level that um, kind of feels right for these styles of corrections. And so kind of your point about this time is certainly different, yep. you know, speed, velocity, um, but it does look similar in, in some regards to other previous corrections and, and even to you know, some cases bear markets. Um, I think what to look out for if this is different uh, if you continue to see more, you know, these indicators move lower, I mean, that's when you start to get into that October 2008 yeah. time period that you mentioned post Lehman. Um, that was really the only time period um, This with this indicator going back to 1997 that it really got below 26% was that 2008 period. Um, now, again, you know, I don't want to you know, throw out these hyperboles, but when you look at the charts, I mean, that's the only kind of period that you see that that particular indicator um, got that washed out. Uh, if we look at PTSPX, you know, it's a, again, these are longer term indicators that are in O's and, and you know, defensive as, as more stocks in these respective universes have moved to sell, uh, moved to negative trends. You know, that particular indicator, you know, I think we mentioned Monday, you know, kind of dropped below, you know, 50%. Um, but the importance there is that it at least gives us a framework to work within where we know that, hey, when we're at these levels, volatility is going to be higher, yep. right? You know, yep. some of the research that, you know, Pat Wolf and their index research team has done, as well as, you know, some of the applied anal- applied research analysts here in Richmond, you know, you see this indicator get below 50%, you typically see about two times the volatility for the S&P 500, right? Um, you know, we've been here before, though, you think 2018, you think 2016, you think 2011. Um, so I think those out there that, you know, just expect continued volatility until we start to see this particular indicator, you know, improve and stabilize. Yeah. Yeah, you know, certainly watching for reversals up, and, and those are certainly some questions that we're getting is, um, okay, what things can we look at to try and, and identify when this market might have bottomed? Mm-hmm. Um, you, we're looking, and, and as of right now, um, the S&P 500, if you just look at that index, 2740 is is a you know pretty good area of support right there in the 2730, 2740 area. Um, so it'll be nice. We've held that level three times basically over the course of the past year. Uh, we'll see if that holds now. Uh, you mentioned PT charts. Those mm-hmm. are certainly something to watch out for. Um, another indicator that we look at is a little bit shorter term. It's called the NYSE high-low. And that is looking at the basically the percent of stocks that are hitting new highs relative to those that are hitting you know highs and lows. And so the, the more we see more stocks hitting new lows, the, the further this indicator falls, or the fewer stocks hitting new highs, the further that indicator falls. Um, nonetheless, we look at it now, and it's at, at 8%. Mm-hmm. And what that historically has meant was anything below 10% has historically been a very, very washed out time condition. This is only the 26th time um, going back into the 80s since this indicator has been below 10%. Wow. So it doesn't happen often. We got back there um, in, in December of last year, or excuse me, uh, December of 18, which shouldn't be too surprising. Um, we also got back there in the January, uh, February 2016 time period. Um, 2011, 2009, 2008, obviously. Again, all those, all, all time periods where uh, markets have gotten a bit volatile have ultimately ended up bottoming out. But one of the things that has that um, historically been important is not trying to identify when this is going to bottom. It's at mm-hmm. 8% now, it could go to 2%. When you go back and you look the actual reading in uh, the low during the December 18 time period, it got to below 1%, the actual reading on that. So we're at 8% right now. Um, 
this might be, we, we will likely see it go lower today uh, as the market's down. There's another 700 stocks hitting new lows today, uh, so would likely see it down. Um, but what you can do is set an alert for a reversal up. Mm-hmm. Reversal up from these indicators, um, from these such washed out levels, have, have historically provided um, decent entry points into at least identifying um, an initial bottom. Yeah. And, you know, whether we reverse up and then ultimately come down and retest, we'll have to see that. But, you know, that's something if you're looking for something to provide a bit of confirmation that this market has seen at least a near-term bottom, um, that's been uh, historically a really good indicator to look at. Yeah, and, you know, looking at that and talking about all these other indicators, it's, you know, why do we use these, right? And I think, um, you know, we had kind of a morning call this um, earlier today, and um, at these times I'm always reminded by a quote by Jim Yates, right, who developed the, you know, implied momentum, bell curve, the option spectrum, you know, Tom Dorsey, you know, utilizes research, you know, early on at Dorsey Wright as well as at his wheat first days. And one reason why we still use that curve because it works and, you know, his research, you know, still impacts us today. Uh, But he always said that, you know, these indicators are not predictive, right? Um, They're not going to tell you kind of what's going to happen tomorrow in the future. They're just telling you what's happening right now where we are. And you kind of treat them like a map, right? Here's where we are. And when we look at them today, we're in defensive mode, and we're you know reaching some deep oversold levels, and so what does this mean, right? So if you know where you're on a map, you kind of hey, this is you know kind of where I need to go, and yeah. so where I need to go, what strategies do I run? And so you know take a look at the playbook, right? You know when we're in these levels, and it typically applies to the bullish percent. Um, when we're at this you know green zone below thirty percent, you know there are some kind of strategies to to look at. You know I think for one, if you are um, if you set that alert on the high low and you're you know looking to maybe you know dip your toes back into the market on a reverse up through you know 10%, you know, make sure that you have a shopping list of ideas right now. You know, that's one of the ideas that we put in the playbook. You know, when we're at these levels, you know, build a shopping list. It's not saying go out and buy right now, yeah. but be prepared if things do improve. Um, you know, use option stops on puts, right? So if you have some profitable put positions right now and you want to, you know, potentially, you know, allow those to run, you know, maybe shift from a, a price stop to an option price stop. So, you know, those are, are some things to consider. And so, you know, the playbook can be found at the resources page for, you know, anyone who, you know, subscribes to Dorsey, right? But, you know, again, it's just these indicators are telling us where we are. Um, and most of them are basically saying the same thing on the pure stock indicators, right? If you look at, you know, going from short-term indicators to long term, they're all in O's and they're all beginning to move to deep oversold levels. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of these things are as washed out, oversold, low, however you want to call them, um, since, you know, other market bottoms, 08, 16, 18, um, those types of time periods. And so um, having some of that perspective, I think is useful, I think is helpful, especially right now in, in a market that seems to uh, just be reacting to to news and, and obviously fear and, and right. rightfully or wrongfully so that's that's the reality that we have to mm-hmm. that we have to operate in and the reality that we have to work with um, and so uh, through the indicators through the reports through these podcasts um, you know we try and, and keep you as up to date as we can in terms of things that we see going on in the market things that that um, are worth paying attention to um, and so um, with that said um, we, as always, appreciate you joining us this week, and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Stay mm-hmm. safe, um, not only with the markets, but with all of the uh, virus stuff that's spreading around. Well said. I know it seems to be uh, uh, ramping up here. I say you know, schools closing and events yeah. being canceled and the like. So, um, you know, stay safe, be healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.